0: Hey, good afternoon, Victoria. We have somebody really special today. And the reason why I say special because you know him very well for a reason that we will probably find out later in the interview. Aren't you happy to be here with Sandra?
1: I'm very, very happy. I think every single time that I'm in Sandra's presence and I hear him speak, I just like feel uplifted and energized and motivated. He's such an inspiration. And I can attest that he is like this all the time.
0: Well, we, both you and I were sitting in, in a room in Ottawa recently and we, we saw him present to people that, uh, yeah, his personality is just I can't. yeah, it's, he's just, he's just like a bundle of joy, but a bundle of joy who knows what he's talking about. So this is kind of cool. All right, let's go and interview Sandro. Let's do it. Welcome to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the
2: real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life.
0: Hello, everybody. All right. right. And welcome to another great episode of our podcast. And as a co host today, of course, we have Victoria. And our guest today is Sandro Ferreira.
3: Hello, gentlemen. How's that? Hello, everybody. And I got to say, congratulations. You said right. Uh A few people (laughs) get my family name right away. I realize that this is probably a Portuguese
0: name, which is very close to Spanish. Yes. Spanish and French to start with. So it's easy. It's easy for me. Don't try me with the German or the the, the Swedish name or something like that, because I'll mess them up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Then you don't want to hear my middle name or my maiden name because they are both.
0: Okay. All right. Well, then stay away from that. Okay. Victoria Clooney. Okay. All right. Well, that one, yeah. Sandro is a Brazilian... Canadian entrepreneur, is an award-winning real estate investor. He's a certified coach and he's a professional public speaker who uses his creative skills to find opportunities that most people ignore. Sandro finally retired from his nine-to-five grind to become a full-time real estate investor, and he is recognized in the industry for his creativity, tenacity, and mindset. And I'll come back to those three terms later on, Sandro, because to me, those are key. Creativity, tenacity, and mindset. Now, since his decision to become a professional real estate investor, Sandro went from seven, seven doors to 114 doors in his first year. And he's acquiring multifamily properties now across Canada, the US, and Brazil. Sandro graduated in business and law and brings over two decades of experience in the field of sales, customer experience, and coaching and business development. Welcome,
3: Sandro. Wow. Thank you very much. And thank you for the flawless (laughs) introduction. I am so honored to be here with you guys. So. Victoria, why don't
0: we find out some more friendlier about his history or story or background?
1: Yeah, Sandra, why don't you take us away from, you know, when you came to Canada and what made you decide that you wanted to get into real estate investing?
3: Yeah, so I just want to go back a little bit because I grew up, as I mentioned, in Brazil and I just want you guys to imagine the hood. Imagine you're going to a place where they have the hood. They have the neighborhood that you don't go by yourself. In the evenings, mm-hmm. or not from there. So keep driving a little deeper. That's <laughs> the type of neighborhood that I grew up in. You have no hope. But since a young age, I always been the type of person that always is questioning this status quo. Growing up in a very strong religious family where there's a lot of rules and you would the, the why not and you can't. But I would come back and say, why? Oh, because, and then when they didn't have an answer, meaning my parents, they would blame on the religion, say, this is a sin, but it never made sense to me. Mm. So I realized that the only way to change that reality was challenging, not challenging the authority of my parents, but challenging the truth that I knew at that point, right? Anyways, fast forward, when I was 16 years old, they got a scholarship to do my high school in the U.S., fully covered and my mom because i was a minor she did not sign up and i was like devastated it's like mom this is the opportunity of my life why you are not signing up well you are my responsibility and as far as you are my responsibility you do what i tell you to do (laughs) okay never
1: heard
3: that before okay this is fair but just so you know when i am the old i off my own nose. It's a very typical Brazilian expression. I will move away from years past. And then finally, 2010, 2006 came along and I was invited to go to see a presentation about immigration in Canada. Telling law, because they sell very well now, the immigration. I prepared, went back to school. That's why I went back. I was already at that point, graduated in law. But in Brazil, status means a lot. So I was at that point working as a lawyer. Living in an upscale neighborhood. I lived in a shoe box, but mm. I had address, right? Mm. So when people ask, where do you live? Oh, I live such and such place. And I met a few Canadians and nobody cared that I was a lawyer or in business. Questions was like, what do you like? What are your interests? And things like that. Immigrated to Canada in 2010. And at that point I looked to myself and I see, oh, wow. I am getting old being a lawyer in Brazil means nothing in Canada mm-hmm. and I'm already 34 years old, meaning I have to find a way to secure my retirement. And also I realized that you, you know, for people who are most people that I knew at the point born here, they either have their parents that they would leave them something or they had already the friends from school or university and I had nothing. I came here with the wow. money for a month and then I came across the, uh, Reach that for that book. Wow. And I saw, oh my goodness, real estate looks like it's one of the ways to change your financial outcome. Despite your upbringings, your origin, the color of your skin is not like what? So then I decided I'm going to buy a property. And then I went to the bank. At this point, guess, keep in mind, I was here for about 10 months. I went to the bank and they, of course, said, no way, you just got here. You don't (laughs) have history. You don't have a credit score. I said, "Wow!" but I already have a credit card. No, no, no. And then I came across a mortgage broker that was also an immigrant from Scotiabank. Said, actually, Sandro, we have a program for newcomers. You can find the house. I found the condo. I, 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 I bought a condo. But the challenge was you need the money for the down payment. And I didn't have the money for the Dow payment, but I was saving money aside to pay my taxes at the end of the year. And turns out the money I set aside for my taxes was exactly the amount for the Dow payment. (laughs) I didn't know better. So then I thought, well, I'm going to use this money to do the Dow payment. And then I call CRA afterwards to say, I don't have the money. That's exactly (laughs) what I did. But it's funny that when I was talking to my accountant afterwards, she said, you can't do this. Well, too late. I worry about the condo, And then the CRA, they split the payment so I could pay my taxes. This is why I say that my first property was the CRA. <laughs> well, that's pretty creative, I'd say. <laughs> and that's how my journey started. Oh, wow. So that was in what year again, 2010.: 2010. That's so amazing. we're talking 12 years ago. That was your first... And where did you buy that condo? So, well, because I realized that even though I went to the bank and they said, you can buy a house up to 350,000 back in 2010, but then my mindset was, well, I'm going to buy a property that is half of this price because if something goes wrong and I have to flip burgers on McDonald's, I should be able to service the mortgage. That was sort of the mindset, right? Uh, And then I bought a condo, it was like $150,000. The monthly payment was like 600 dollars for the mortgage so then for me it was a no-brainer and i didn't know any better i had no educational incomes to real estate i didn't know any strategies i just knew what i saw in the books and all the banks meaning the big five they tell you right so then the condo below the one that was living so on the same condominium came for sale oh i'm gonna buy this one then i thought i'm gonna buy i don't know 10 condos, and then they give me $300 cash flow eat, oh, I have an extra income, bought the condo as well. And then now I see 2016 coming around.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. And I kept every year going back to the bank, I want to buy another property. Not yet, you don't qualify. You don't qualify. So then I thought, well, if I don't qualify by myself, I should put a group of friends together and then we buy a property together. And then 2016, we bought a property near Chulalongkorn College in Ottawa to rent the rooms for students, especially because a lot of Brazilian students they were coming to Chulalongkorn. We bought the property in 2016, did all the uh, renovations. 2017, we got our first tenant. 2017, 2018, amazingly well, and then the pandemic hit. For a lot of people. The pandemic was a course for me in my career as a real estate investor was a blessing because at that point I saw myself looking for alternatives to keep, first of all, bringing money home to feed my family. And second of all, an opportunity to pivot. Then my wife, she turned to me and said, enough reading Money Sense magazine and listening to Robert Kiyosaki podcast. You gotta go find education. Go find yourself a mentor. Otherwise, I will not support you in buying any other properties. So then, 2019, I met a mentor. I started my program with him in 2020, and then when I graduated in 2021, it was seven doors later, and wow, 114 doors actually, because that's exactly what happened. Now, what changed was a few things. One. Now I have access, not just for education, but to a whole network of individuals taking massive action. I didn't know about B-landers, C-landers, private mm-hmm. money, mix. I had no idea. So I was literally giving a candy to a child. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I think like you're, you're, you're making a great point there of being surrounded by action takers people that you know are doing it and it normalizes the behavior where in the outside world of real estate this this type of behavior this type of investing can be very intimidating but when you're surrounded by people that are doing these massive deals it ultimately becomes normal and so yeah it's a great point you're making
2: we're going to take a quick break from the show. Right, Club Nation, let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton, and Brantford areas, and for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist.
1: That's right. And Blackjack works with
3: real estate investors, both new and experienced, converting single family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value.
2: Absolutely. And they've completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls and everywhere in between. They handled everything from permitting and design to final cleaning before you list your rentals. And they also have fully licensed electrical contractors certified with the ESA and take jobs of all sizes. Make sure to check them out at
3: blackjackcontractinginc.ca and also follow them on social media at Inc. And they say investing can sometimes feel like the biggest gamble of your life, but when you have blackjack on your side, the house always wins. So now, back to the podcast.
2: And now, back to
1: the show.
0: And Sandro, I want to go back here before we continue with with how you are where you are today on those three words that we mentioned earlier. So tell us about your, your mindset. I mean, first of all, Yes, we we heard why you heard real estate investing, but then you got got turned down and then you got turned down and then you got turned out. I think you got turned out again. So what was your mindset and, and actually just go to
3: tenacity and to keep on going and look where we are now? Yes. So it's very important because I kept in my mind every time in my life that somebody tells me that I can't do something, I think. Well, if somebody was able to accomplish this, no matter who what the person wants and doesn't matter their circumstances, I will push myself to the limit of my capacity to see if I can do it as well. So it's almost that when somebody comes and tells me, you can't do that, I get into attack mode, right? And especially because of my happy brain is, Sandro, you are black, you should be content. This is not your place. Be a lawyer. Why? Go be a a soccer player, go be a, you know what I mean? Like the stereotype. So then for me, was I I literally grew up the mindset. I will prove you wrong. But one thing is say is easy to say. The other thing is actually do. And then early on in my life, I realized that you become the average of the five people that you spend most of your time with. And every time, to this day, when I when I get in a place that people say, Oh, you are the man. Oh, it's is the guy. uh oh, I'm in the wrong room. I need to level up again because I never want to be the smartest guy in the room. So then I keep pushing myself, and the mindset thing is so important because when you think about real estate, I bought my first property hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then I closed the transaction recently. There was two point five million dollars, and then I decided to put an offer on a twenty eight million dollars portfolio. And people, even in other investors. Around me, they would ask me, but how am I going to find the money? And i say, guys, the only difference is the comma and the number of zeros. Because the challenges are the same. The due diligence, the discovery cost is exactly the same. And so I frame myself with a way of thinking. And then to support that, Daniel, I read a lot. So I am this year, so we are in December already. And I already read 80 books this year, and I have 20 books to read by the end of the year. So this is what keeps me going. And when I'm feeling down, I circle back to some books that will give me that sparkle that I need to keep moving.
0: And uh, that's a really good strategy, certainly reading books. And by the way, so you've had a few people who told you this won't work, right? When you were getting into something. So put put this book, and I'm I'm sharing that too with the, the listeners. Put this book on your list. It's called This Will Never Work. So its a, I just finished reading it about a month ago. One of the best books I've read. It's about a guy who started with a company way back and they grew it a little bit. And then he went to, to Amazon and they, they said, no, this is never going to work. And then he went to Blockbuster and they said, no, this is never going to work. And by the way, the name of that company is Netflix. What?
3: <laughs> Love and it.
0: And you got to read that book because of course, now you know the end, but as you're reading it through the years, how many people told them not going to work, never going to work, wasting your time. This is not going to work. And now they are. <laughs> I have to insert
1: a spoiler alert in this.
0: Yeah, sorry <laughs> about
1: no, I mean, Sandra, you're so inspiring and especially yeah. to coming from buying condos to then, you know, starting a joint venture partnership with student rentals. And now what kind of deals are you working on today?
2: And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors.
1: Hey, Right
2: Club members, it's Sarah Larby here. And I want to take a quick moment to introduce you to a new strategy. One of my favorite moving forward is the mid-term rental strategy. It's that gray zone between the short term and all the bylaws that are happening and uh, the long-term strategy and staying away from that RTA and LTB as much as possible. And I've really moved over to a lot of those as my new units are being built and ready i furnish them and i put them on the midterm market so it's quite different than both of the short-term and both of the long-term strategy if you are interested in more information we are launching a course for all of november send me a message sarah at sarah larby.com by email uh, or you can check out the website dot larby.com now back to the show
3: Yes. Yeah. I just finished a book recently that was uh, wrote, uh, written by uh, Gary Keller. He's the guy that created Gary, Gary Williams. And it talks about the one thing. So choose the one thing that you set you apart from the pack. So what I realized, so I'm part of a community, right? In this community, there's a hype. So if you think about when you meet somebody for the first time, usually, like in a social circle, usually one of the first questions is like, so what do you do for a living? Right. And I realized that in the community that I'm part of, the question is, so how many doors you have? <laughs> right? But then it's like, not about the numbers of doors. It's like, what is your why? What is your strategy? So then I saw what was happening. And then I have the co-living that I've been using because going back to when I bought the student housing, the pandemic happened, all my tenants, they disappeared. Because they were all walking students. So now I'm with a house in my hands, with a high mortgage, what do I do? Time to pivot. Time to get creative. So then I changed my model, my business model. Wow. I changed my business model to co-living for young professionals. So I choose a niche, young professionals. Uh And then I choose a sub-niche, new immigrants. And then on the sub-niche, I specialize in one nationality, Brazilians. Why? Well, that's obvious. As a Brazilian, speaking their language, understanding how the system works back home, is much easier for me to vet my tenants. And then doing that way, like I run the co-living space as nobody else in the city. I don't know other places, but in the city, I am the best in this strategy. So much so that I decided, because again, somebody comes to me, oh, you can't do this way. You're not going to find the property this way. So then what I'm doing now, I bought a lot on Baseline Road, on the LRT Road, and I am building a purpose-built co-living property there. So now I can charge top dollar for my public, you know, for my niche market. And And then, of course, with the challenge of high interest rates, I went all the way to Edmonton. And I did a training with the best in the industry when it comes to agreement for sale. So right now, and then I come back and I heard from someone that I really respect, is very well known in the industry. And that person turned to me and said, you will not be able to do agreement for sales in Ontario because it's not going to work. So then I went and I not just did one, but I closed two amazing deals (laughs) using that strategy. And this is what I'm doing: co living and agreement for sale, and, and then developing my 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 own project. So that's what I'm specializing on.
0: So obviously, we're back to the third word that we mentioned earlier: creativity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, Victoria, do you have any other question related to the real estate and, and his and his career so far? Before we go into the lightning round, although a lot of the lightning round question all have to do with. Um, with, 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 it, with this journey. But before we go to that, do you have a, the, another question? for uh, I assistant? do.
1: I, I mean, I have so many, but I'll pick my, my final one. I think that the listeners would really appreciate to hear, because when you think about somebody who has 114 doors, you're making offers and deals and coaching and, and everything that you're doing, how do you manage your time with everything that you're doing?
3: Well, I, first thing, Another thing, you know, through reading and meeting people that they are where I want to be, I became the prince. I'm not going to say the king, but I became the (laughs) prince of leverage, right? Mm -hmm. After meeting Daniel, now I have six things that I leverage. Because before I used to say three, and then I met Daniel. Now I'm leveraging other people's time, other people's money, other people's credit, other people's deals, other people's knowledge other people's network. So managing my time is literally leveraging it. Everything that I can get anybody in entry level to do it, I leverage. So then I concentrate in the tasks that really need my, my you know, my, my creativity to get done. And that's having a team because now I have a team as well to manage the pro- project. So for example, co-living is very hands-on. So then what do I do? I do the fun part. I find the properties, I find the investors, I structure the deal. Once it's closed, I pass on to my team that now we deal with the tenants, with the shenanigans, and I don't have to do that part so the, then I'm ready to go to the next.
1: What a dream. <laughs> have you read the book, Attraction? Is that on your list?
3: Oh, it's now, it's mine. My, yeah, my add it to your right
1: list. Now? If you're making a new one for the new year, it's a great book and it really does outline the roles in a team. And to me, you're the visionary. And so when you think about that, you are the visionary in, in everything that you're talking about doing. So when you read the book, you can think about that part. Love it. It's called Traction.
0: Traction, okay. okay. Victoria, go ahead. I mean. Okay, I got
1: to get, so
2: lightning round. We're gonna go into lightning round. And check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email, daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round.
0: Yeah, give, give more questions. I mean, you're so good with the regular questions. Go with a couple more before we go into the lightning round.
1: Okay. Well, my question is, it's a bit loaded. So, it, and I'll, I'll give a little backstory because Sandra and I have actually worked a deal together. And I just have so much respect for Sandro because well, you. you can really tell a lot by somebody with how they work, how they operate, how they communicate. And so, you know, I got to see that firsthand and he's so giving with his time. And so the question that I have to you is, you know, What's next? I can only imagine that you just have the biggest goals ever, and so is that something yes. that you to share with the audience? Yes. Like, you know, what is that? That what do they say? The big, hairy, audacious goals.
3: Yes. So for me, there are a few things that are directly related to my core belief: what I believe and what, like, why am I here for? Right. And it was I wake up for, which is my purpose. So my purpose in life is to inspire every single person I can. And if I change the life of one person, my mission is accomplished because poverty exists because people are not taught to think, Like, like how to think. People are now being taught what to think. And if I'm able to change that. So then when I talk about this, of course, this is, you know, like a big idea and almost philosophical. But through real estate is the mechanism that I can get somebody with no education that can only do one plus two, one plus one is equal to basic math and still be successful, change the faith of their lives. Real estate can do this for us. So then for me, it's literally become the best person in this industry that is able to transform lives without a hidden agenda. You know, this is what motivates me.
1: I love that. I love that.
3: Continue there, Victoria. your own role.
1: Okay, Sandro, then what do you do with your free time outside of real estate? And, you know, is it something that, because you're reading a lot of books, yes. but I don't, because, you know, real estate can be a very stressful environment to be in. And so reading is great yeah. for mind and then helps you to manage your stress and be able to... Uh, Plant those seeds of ideas that you take that on. But what else are you doing to help set yourself up for success so that you can wake up every day feeling this motivated? Because do you ever have a bad day?
3: I do have bad days. Absolutely. But then becoming a coach is what helps me cope. Some days I wake up like and often, why am I doing this? Why don't I just sell everything and buy a house in Beachburg or Pembroke and somewhere in the boonies? mortgage-free and going to cut wood, but then my wife tells me I'm not going to survive three hours, especially because I'm not handy. But (laughs) uh, like I play music, so I play bass, guitar, keyboards, and every Sunday morning or every second Sunday, I'm playing at church. Or when I'm done in my real estate in my coaching and my deals, I sit in front of the TV and for two hours I watch 90 Days Fiance or Married the First Side, those corny TV shows that I don't have to think about anything. But (laughs) It's funny that, you know, this is a question that I'm asked often, but because I'm so passionate about the power of transformation that we see through real estate, honestly, if you let me, I do this from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. every single day, and I'm still going. Like, if you jump in a car with me at 7 a.m., I am ready to roll. And, you know, we in a car at 11 p.m., I might be a little sleepy, but still going because I'm so passionate. About that.
1: Yeah, that's what they say. I mean, if, when you're following your dreams, right? You don't want yes. to stay in your life. And so what about something that you could share with the audience on like a major lesson that has been learned in your journey?
3: Yes. So the major lesson is never mm-hmm. doubt the power of one. What I mean by that? We can only go so far as we believe. So then, of course, we believe that you can do a bunch of things because somebody said so. So then surround yourself with people that are already done and that will say, as you can do, let's go, right? So then you're ready to level up. And again, everything starts on the mind. If you believe you can do it or if nobody told you so, then you're going to go and do it. But Sandra, I have no money. Sandra, I have no credit. Sandra, I have no, like... This is our excuses that we put for ourselves because now we have the internet, we have so many different masterminds groups. Go find yourself a mentor, you know, invest in yourself. I made a post recently on my Facebook and I got a bunch of backlash because I said, the current educational system is creating slaves. Prove me wrong. Oh my goodness. It blew yeah. off. It blew off. It was like a backlash. But then I made another post, education. It's the best investment you can ever make. So then somebody said, this is so contradictory. It's like, how is it contradictory? I'm, am, I'm challenging the educational system that is teaching people what to think, and I'm challenging them to say, guys, go find education. It's free. You can find it on in the internet. You can find it a mentor. Educate yourself, so then you'll be able to change other people's lives as I'm changing mine and other people around me. No? It makes sense?
1: Absolutely. There's never been a better time where the access to free education and availability and so the information is out there. And then I suppose the last question for me would be, what would you give, like what advice would you give to somebody who is starting out, understanding that there are mentors and coaches out there and they could hire, but what else can people do if they're not prepared or they don't have the the time or the ability to, to hire? How could they get into in this game?
3: So, so many, so many ways. So like we're talking about wholesaling, we're talking about flipping, so many opportunities. But if you don't know anything, we only know what you know, right? But I would say, get started. If you have no idea what you can do, go talk to a mortgage broker. See if you can even qualify for a mortgage. You might be surprised. They might say, yes, you can get a mortgage. Oh, but I don't have money. So then you find someone that has the capital to do the down payment. And then they put it on payment to start partnership. And all of a sudden, you have the first, the second, the third, the hundred. You know, literally take action. You stop the analysis paralysis. You Stop watching the news. It's only bad news, you know, and focusing things that will lift you up.
1: I did that a long time ago. I stopped watching the news. When you realize that the news is, you know, they're making money as well. And what they get the most views on is when it elicits high emotions from people. And so that sensationalism, sens- is sensationalism it cannot be good for our health to see this day in and day out. So, yeah. It and was-
3: it's so interesting, Victoria, in that note, and you've been doing so many deals, you know, the media is saying, oh, the market will crash. People are desperate. Oh, announcement is coming. And I talked to a mortgage broker and the lawyers, it's like, Sandro, I don't know what they're talking about because I'm as busy as ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah so get out of you know the 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 media because as victoria said they're there to make money and take action start now
1: i'm gonna better there's a famous warren buffett quote do you know what i'm talking about yes you know buy when those are fearful and sell when when those are greedy something like that i'll butcher it but you know to think about that because the masses are going off of of what's been put out there on the media. But when you understand the market and the cycle and rates and how that's going, and you have options to be creative, the sky's the limits.
3: The sky's the limits. <laughs> and
0: this earlier, going back to something you said about the power you said, never, ever underestimate the power of one. And if anybody on there has any doubt about that, read the story about Rosa Parks. Mm. And yes,
3: yes, yes. And, and yes.
0: the, other, the other thing I want to I want to go back to that you said that some you know, about people not having money or not having education, but here's the thing: you don't have education, but somebody else, somebody out there does. You don't have credit, somebody has credit. You don't have time, somebody has time. So we we keep going back to the same point, which is network. If you have a network, then you can do those six things you talked about there, you you know, use other people's time credit, knowledge, et cetera, et cetera. And start with one and then go to two and then whenever. So yes, just because you don't have what you think is required to go into real estate, somebody out there does and just go find out. That's it. So I have two questions for you. Um, And then for, for today, give us, give us one well, maybe your wife would be better to answer that question, but I'll ask you anyway. Give give us one fun fact about yourself that you know would not
3: be obvious to somebody even who knows you a little bit. Yes, so I'm a singer and I'm a musician, and I love the spotlight. Like this is one thing that's obvious, Sandro. That... That's no, obvious. but you know what? The reason I, I say this and I say with confidence is because I grew up hearing. Stop trying to be the center of attention. This is horrible. Be quiet and stop being showy. So I thought that was negative, but then as I educate myself and I meet other people say, if I have the ability to attract the attention, I'm gonna have people's money. You know, like whoever holds the microphone makes the sale. Right? So this is a fun fact about myself that even though my wife, she's that strong Dutch woman, tough love kind of girl. She supports me, and what I'm saying this is: find like a partner, find a friend, find a group that will support you. Doesn't matter how crazy your you know how crazy your ideas are, because that might lead to somewhere. so <laughs> important. All right,
0: closing question: If I could wave a magic wand right now, where in the world, anywhere, would you
3: like to be right now, and why? Oh man, I would be exactly where I am. I am so proud to be Canadian. I, was, I am Brazilian by birth, but I'm Canadian by choice. And people say that American dream is the US. They have no idea. The American dream is right here in Canada. I, I've been other places in the world, and there's nowhere with so much opportunity. Like, again, I come from a minority. I have a very strong accent. It doesn't matter because the opportunity is here if you're able to identify the opportunities, we are going to succeed. So this is what I would be as I am.
0: <laughs> well you may have an accent but earlier you used the word boonies. Only a Canadian would I <laughs> 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 was pretty good. <laughs> that impressed me there. I good know. pick up. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. All right.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for your time because again we know how busy you are. Um, hopefully people get a little bit of motivation, inspiration from what you shared with uh, with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, where do people find you? If somebody wants to find you because you're a coach.
3: Yes. Where do, where do we find you? Yeah. So I am on the Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. So any of the platforms is Sandro Canada. So Sandra, but with a O, like Sandro Canada, one word. And you're going to find me. Let's connect. If I can inspire you, let's do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, and if somebody wants to do deals with you, well, why not? Let's connect. Yes, let's connect. I will start to do why. If I cannot do with you, I know somebody that might, right? And then we connect with each other. And guys, thank you so much. I am so like, honored to have this opportunity to be here with you guys. I, I, I speak this from like my, my heart. I know how relevant you guys are. And for me, having this opportunity to share a little bit of my you know, history here is really humbling and, and uplifting. So thank you.
1: We appreciate Thank you, Sandro.
0: All right. So we will say goodbye here and uh, then stick, stick around. Victoria, we're going to be doing what we need to do to introduce. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Take care. Job. <laughs> Take care, Sandro.
3: Thank you, guys. Have a great <laughs> evening. Bye-bye. We'll talk to you guys soon. Um, Thank you. Well, what do you think, Victoria?
0: Tell us, tell us what you think of this interview.
1: Oh, I mean, just the information. I love hearing his story. I have heard it a couple of times, but I learn something new every time Sandra speaks about it. And so it's so inspiring. And what I really resonated with is the fact that he hears no, and he still pushes forward. And so it's just such a good message to tell people that just because one door closes, it doesn't mean that all the doors are closed to you and defined that way. So I think that people hearing it will be inspired and really appreciate what Sandra has to say.
0: Yes. And because one of the word that keep coming, one of the few word that keep coming back is creativity, tenacity and mindset. And he is the, I mean, if, if I'm thinking, if I look at any of those words, the dictionary, his picture should be net- Yeah,
1: They net- should. Yeah.
0: Especially tenacity. So uh, hopefully the folks really appreciated the wisdom shared by Sandro and make sure to keep coming back to our, our recordings. We launch a new podcast every Friday. Uh, We're well over 200 now. So keep, keep joining us because we have a lot of really cool, interesting people in the next few weeks and months to interview. So, so long, everybody. So long, Victoria. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, everyone.